welcome to the final episode in the first series of Flying High with Paul Thompson. Today, I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined by Kat Griffin. Kat had a very successful career, which we'll find out a little bit about, which she turned her back on to become a Reiki healer. Is that that's the correct term? Yes, yeah, Reiki healer, uh, Reiki practitioner, sound healing specialist. That's how I title myself. <laughs> so, very unusual career choice, Re- absolutely fascinating story. So I think as listeners, you'll get an awful lot out of hearing from Kat. Cards on the table. I have been to a Reiki session as a as a definite doubter and come away a definite believer in the power. So yeah, really interesting to find out more about how Kat got into this and how you know how it all works if we can. Um, not sure how magic circle it is and how much you can tell us and how much you can't. So that will be really interesting. So thank you very much for joining us, Kat. So yeah. So what would you like to know first? Tell us a little bit about Reiki, if you would. How what you do, how it works, and what what difference it makes to people. Oh, okay, that's a huge question. <laughs> I do what I can uh, and try and keep it contained. So um, Reiki is an energy healing um, tool. Um, there's energy around us all of the time, and anyone can channel energy um, with the intention to to help, to clear, and and to heal. With Reiki, you can send it to yourself. You can do self healings, and you can send it to others. And one of the ways I found was um, quite a, a kind of like a, a simple way to explain it is: imagine we're all radios, like old-fashioned radios with big aerials, and um, when you turn them on, until you tune in to the correct frequency, there's just static playing. So if we're all these radios, um, until we're attuned to Reiki to be able to pick up that frequency, to be able to pick up that energy, that vibration, we're just playing static. And then when you're attuned, you can channel through the music and play the music and send it through to other people. Um, so when you have your attunement, you are opened up, your channels opened up and you can pull that energy through. And it's just a really beautiful, it, for me, it's like pure, actual, real life magic. It, it just is the most beautiful, calming, filling up energy that, that there is. But yeah, so that's what it is. Life force energy all around us it's a really ancient tool um it was founded by uh, mr sui over in japan hundreds of years ago and there's a pure lineage that comes through which i'm part of which again is just really really beautiful yeah okay so how did you find reiki in the beginning you know did did you find reiki did reiki find you um okay so a, a lot of people do say that you don't find it that it, fi- it finds you and i guess for me it was a, it was it was kind of that and I know it sounds really cheesy and really cliched. I was in the, the corporate world, I had a, a big silly job, and I was plane shaped, car shaped, train shaped. And I, I never saw my daughter, I was never at home. And it just got to the point where I'd been completely fooled by the system of success was climbing that ladder, earning more and more money, having more and more responsibilities working all of the time and that was you know that was success until I kind of realized that it wasn't and I, I realized how much I was missing out on having a life and I was pretty much on the floor completely burnt out and it felt like every uh, as dramatic as this is going to sound every cell in my body was kind of screaming at me and I, I needed to stop and I'd heard about Reiki I'd heard about this thing this energy thing this kind of massage that's not a massage that, that is energy 
And um, I hadn't uh, connected with it or actually had an experience. And it, it was just one day and I was literally scrolling through Instagram and someone just kept popping up on my feed. Um, this is before the days of all the, like, the algorithms as they are now. So every time that this person posted, it, it kept popping up. And I just felt really drawn to, to message her. I, and I did. And I went for my first Reiki session and... <laughs> It's really hard to put into words what happened. It, 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 it pretty much changed the whole of my life, the whole of the direction of everything. Physically, I felt lighter. I felt like uh, someone had like cleaned the windscreen and I didn't realise how dirty it was. Like I could see clearer. Everything was lighter. Colours were brighter. Music sounded better. And I know that sounds like <laughs> it's, I, I had this experience and completely lost my mind. <laughs> But I think until you have tried it and experienced it, like as you have now, it is difficult to put into words the full experience that you have. Every session is completely different. But that first one was just so powerful. And I felt different. And I felt more back to my my old self that I'd forgotten, that I'd left way, way, way behind um, than I had in years. And it changed me. And I just kind of in that moment thought this is something I need more of. And I want to, sh- and I, like, I want to share it. Then became that annoying person. <laughs> <laughs> you need to try Reiki. How about Reiki? Have you tried it? It's amazing. What about this? And my friends thought I had lost my mind. Until then, I kind of went into that place of, okay, things can be different. And, and actually, maybe I found my thing. Like that, I think that was something that I, I thought I was, I thought I would never get. So I was, I hooked onto this, this role, this position, this career um, as my thing. And I put everything into it to make it me, you know, and, and it, and it wasn't. And I, I truly feel like I have found a thing that I completely connect with and it helps so many people on the physical level, energetic level, emotional level, spiritual level, massive, massive um, shifts and healing and yeah I I did my case studies and when I was doing my training and needed to needed people for my case studies and that's when it changed with my friends from me being that person of you need to try Reiki have you tried it like really seriously have it like just experience it and, and you'll see what I'm talking about to okay so I need some people for my case studies would you be a case today and then they tried it and then it flipped and they were the ones like, oh my God, what is this, what is this thing? What? Like, I need to tell everyone about it now. And I was like, Sweet. <laughs> That's fantastic. So from that kind of point of burnout, which, you know, I've done six episodes now, you're my sixth episode of Flying High. And that is such a theme that's flowing through that people are in that corporate world and they're just being pushed and pushed and pushed. And then suddenly something flips. So from that feeling and just, trying Reiki to actually closing the door on that career and saying goodbye this is what I'm doing now how long was that period so I had my first session it was 20 2016 and I finally left I did a lot I had to do a lot of work on me first so I almost like I needed I needed the routine of my my job in a in a a way Uh, as I was as I was healing I did take some time off I, I had three months off work while I got better, while I got well and stronger. And then I went back slowly after that time time off. So that was kind of that a bit of structure, if, you, if that makes sense. But I was doing my training in, in that time um, as well. But something clicked. Uh, it was, I don't know if you've ever, ever experienced it. It's that, it's your own voice, but that voice in your head that just suddenly makes a decision. And for me, <laughs> I truly feel as well, and it's definitely, definitely happened, like the universe, like something just keeps kicking you until you do get to that point of, right, enough, 
is enough. And I remember, um, yeah, they'd, they'd done something, my, my employers had done something um, which which wasn't okay. It wasn't okay with me. Morally, it wasn't okay with me. And I just couldn't carry on pretending that it was like like that. It was all right. And I just, yeah, had that voice in, in my head that just went, I'm done. And it was so calm and so loud. <laughs> And then it was followed by like this, oh, okay, cool. And then it was followed by, oh, no. (laughs) I don't know if you've had that thing where you have a decision and you then know you can't go back on it. Like you can't trick yourself. You can't go, oh, no, 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 but I can keep going. I just got to that point. So first session was 2016. And then it was January 2018 when it was just like, um, I've, I've made that decision. It took me a month to had my notice in he just had it and I had all the words and it it just took that time again because obviously there's the practical side of it you know a house and a mortgage and a car and and I've got a a child I've got you know I've got that like weighted responsibility but I do believe and I've seen it time and time again and it's something that I knew and I believed until I, I, I and then I did it myself and then it became really really true when you follow that thing that you're supposed to do or when you follow that like inner guidance those nudges it, it does work out it does fall into place it is meant to be you know and you get that fear that tries to hold you back and keep you safe in what you've survived and safe in what you've always known but when you kind of like break out of that comfort zone and follow like what feels the best it does all work it really really does so my notice period was three months but they did they did let me go early let me go on garden leave because <laughs> I was just like yeah I just can't be here anymore you know um and I remember them phoning me up one day and just saying yeah you can go tomorrow and that was it 10 years done I didn't get a goodbye properly to my teams my managers you know, I looked after the north, northeast um, of England and Ireland as well. So it was this kind of bittersweet, like, oh, I'm free. But also, oh, there's a there was a sadness, but also it underlined the whole culture that I was leaving. You know, I was just a unit. I felt like it was more to me, definitely, than I was to them, you know? Yeah, totally. And yeah, it's a massive part of your life, but you can be in an organisation that you're not a massive part of. And it, yeah, I think it, the balance isn't always there and it, it depends on who who you work with and who's around you but I think there is a lot of that and yeah and people doing things that are that are that jar with your personal beliefs and it was the whole thing so for the position that I was in the final posi- uh, position um, in my career that I, I was in before I left externally I don't know how many candidates there were for it internally there's 14 and I'd worked for the company for a long time already so they knew me they knew how I worked they knew my personality they knew how I got results how much I invested in my teams and in my managers but then it was that classic thing so I got the role I got the position and then suddenly they wanted me to be this certain shape and this certain personality and this certain person character and I wasn't, and but then I tried to fit and into this box and like like break off all the bits that made me me that made and in my head made made the person that they wanted for that position. Otherwise, they could have picked any of the others. And it was that slow kind of breaking down of of me. And when I look back, I can see it so clearly. But when I was in it, and when you are in it, you don't see how much you lose yourself. You know. That's right, and. And the, that security of every month, you know, money coming in, going on the mortgage, going on the car, putting shoes and clothes on on your child, <laughs> all of that stuff 
It has to come from somewhere. And I think the forces pulling you back can be so strong that people don't make that jump. Yeah. And also, do you know what's so interesting? It's other people's fears and it's other people. I've used this analogy quite a lot recently with, with clients who are, are on the like precipice of making a massive life change. And there's so many, there's so, like you guys, there's so many people in their boxes you know, everyone's in their, their little box staying safe, like their safety boxes. And they're staying in there because they keep peeping out and looking around and everyone else is staying in their box as well. Like no one is jumping out and, and doing something differently. So everyone's staying safe. And it's it's the conversations and it's the um, those comments. You know, you, you can hear the same thing, but in a different tone and it can feel so, so different. You know, I had really close friends of mine who knew how, how ill I'd become and how far from me I'd become and how um I was just kind of you know I was existing when I I had my uh, career in the corporate world and when I they they heard me talk about Reiki they heard me talk about uh this this, these experiences that I was having and how much it was changing me and they could see that and I told them you know I think this is what I'm going to do I think I'm gonna I'm gonna dump all of that corporate stuff I'm gonna I'm going to do this instead and I can work it this way. And I got really excited. Like they could see the energy in me shift just as I was talking about it. And then I'd speak to family who would come from this place of place of love, but it would come through this fear. And so like my friends would say to me, oh, like, what are you going to do in that tone, which is exciting and expansive? You know, family would be like, well, what are you going to do? This is the same word. But completely different feel and my friends were coming from a place of love and excitement for me and like oh, this sounds incredible like like what are you gonna do tell me about it and family were like you can't you've got to stay safe you've got to you've got these responsibilities and you've got this because they were as well as wanting me to be okay they were reflecting on themselves and the opportunities and the decisions and the choices that they have and had ha- had and hadn't taken does that make sense yeah it makes total sense and the fact that sometimes people have had those opportunities and not taken them because of the fear of of jumping, the fear of doing something. I um, did some business coaching and um, broke down fear as a, it was false expectations appear real. And it's so true. And that's not coming from the sort of woo-woo or, you know, it's not coming from any, any, anything other than just, you know, what, what are you scared of? And if you break down the fear aspect of it, the expectations of things that can go wrong, you can either deal with those or let them deal with you. Exactly. And I've had lots of conversations of just push it to that limit. So what are you, what are you scared of? And then put to the absolute limit of that, like, What's the worst thing that can happen? If you make this change, what's the absolute worst thing that can happen? Go to that point and then go, okay, and then what would happen? And it's such a, oh, hang on a minute. It's such a shift in your, in, in your mindset. Okay, that's the worst thing that I think could happen, happens. The world doesn't then end. Like, what's the next step? Like, what would you do? Um, and and that can be really, really empowering and can really help to, to have that confidence and that bravery and that strength to go, oh, well, if that's the worst that can happen, and if that happens, then there's this route and this route and this route. Okay, well, what's the worst? Well, what's the best thing that can happen? And where's the bit in the middle? Oh, let's just do it then. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I think you're right, because I think there's a certain mindset that, yeah, you focus completely on the worst thing. And I don't know, maybe more the more you focus on those things, and the more your mind is set on those things happening, 
maybe they're more likely to happen. This whole positive uh, reinforcement, all that stuff. Yeah, if you if you're open to the best things, if you're aware of the worst things, and then the actual is down the middle somewhere. Well, that's not bad. And it can you can drop the you can drop an element of the fear then, because it's exactly what you said. If you're just focusing on that one point, it's like there's only one path. When there's there's never only one path. There's so many. And there's so many, always, always, always. And I'm a massive, massive believer and advocate in law of attraction, in manifesting, because it's I've done it. It's happened so many times. And if you break that down to energy, like energy attracts like energy. So if you are in a in an up feeling place, then up feeling things do tend to happen. If you look at anything that's around you, it's all it's been thought before it's come into being. All like everything has been imagined, everything has been uh dreamt and imagined before it is it is in the physical. So buildings, you know, cities, um the, the technology we're using right now, you know, it, it's it's a real it's a real thing. So you can bring in the worst things and you can bring in the best things and you get to choose. And that's something I say, that's something I live by and say all of the time. If you read my Instagram posts. <laughs> pretty much most of them will say by the way like you get to choose it's down to you like it's it's completely you know your life is your doing it's not anyone else's it's not anyone else's choice it's not anyone else's business either it's yours and yours alone so choose it and choose you and be on purpose and be aligned with what feels right because then it'll keep getting better okay here's a here's a curveball for you a little bit um looking at law of attraction and looking at this the mindset piece most of the people i've interviewed have had sort of a similar background in that they're in corporate life they're in a job they're doing something and something happens that pushes them out in yours it was that promotion and trying to squeeze you into a box that wasn't it wasn't catch eight and for other people it's just you know it's maybe there's been bullying we've talked about there's been that whole work-life balance just shifting so far towards work that you know family life was just out of the window do you think that some of us are destined to be self-employed because I, I can't imagine working for somebody else ever again so are some people that destined for that and do those people need a nudge and you know are things coming together to say come on cat get out of this corporate job this is not where you're supposed to be fully and for me it kept um it kept getting stronger and stronger for lots of reasons I can't go into the like the full details but there was just it, it was on this scale of there was one thing and then there was another thing and there was another thing until it did just literally pushed me to the absolute end <laughs> of of that part of my of that part of my life but I, I do believe that I I did want something different I was pretending that everything was cool and everything was you know okay and I was I could do this you know that I was fine with sending the first email of the day before six in the morning and the last one just before midnight that was the culture that was the that so therefore that was the expectation if everyone was doing that then everyone was doing that and if you were the one not doing it then you were the odd one out and you were it was frowned upon in very subtle ways (laughs) 
but were very obvious as well, you know. But I could not imagine working for for someone else. I, I've I've now built my life around around my daughter and around my my life. So my business works in this way, and and I have that flexibility, and I get to choose, which is the the, the beauty of it, you know. So the law, but yeah. So the law of attraction is pushing negative things into your life in order to for you to sort of veer away in a different direction. And I don't think people think of it that way. I think people think of it as um, attracting sunshine and roses. I think you attract where you are. So you attract. So depending on where where your vibration is, you attract in like. So like attracts like, uh, like a magnet does. You know, it, it attracts it attracts that same frequency. So if you are vibrating, at a, you know, if you are not feeling great, you will keep bringing in not feeling great and there's a part of you that knows better there's a part of you that wants more and there's a part of you that's telling you this isn't okay this isn't right and I feel like then that becomes bigger than your experience so if you were really clearly on purpose consciously thinking of something it will come into your experience Maybe not in the exact way that you might expect it, but it, it will come in for sure. And if you are, and whether that's something incredible, amazing, beautiful, light and shiny, <laughs> or whether it's something heavy and dark and, and challenging, you will bring that in. So law of attraction is literally law of attraction. There's no good and bad. There's no, you know, you, you will only attract good things. It's you will attract what your vibration matches. Yeah. Okay. So he's, yeah, I, I get that. It starts to make sense when you when you think of it in that way, rather than um, just say you know just thinking about the thing that you want and the new car or whatever it may be. So diving into this, it sounds like there wasn't a massive business plan. There wasn't a you know half inch thick tome of where customers will come from, what their demographics will be, all this sort of thing. It sounds like you just kind of winged it. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, completely. Like, completely. And uh, I was, I was thinking about it this morning before we, before we started, and I was like, how, how did it all begin? Like, it's, it's been such a lot in such a short space of time, really. Like, 2018 was a massive, massive turning point in so many ways. My whole life, every aspect of my life changed. And yeah, I was kidding. How did it? I literally just jumped into it. Like, I did my training. Did my um, case studies and they were pretty much free treatments in exchange for testimonials and reviews that I could use for my for my training and then they became clients and then they told people and then I set up my social media and it was just I kind of fell into the the next bit like what what do I do next I joined a networking group a, a women's networking business uh, group in York so that gave me some some contacts and some other people to talk to who were Maybe at the start of their business, maybe they've been in the business for a little while, but they had done a similar thing to me, just chucked it all, chucked it all down and, and changed. And some people were doing it maybe in a what's seen as more <laughs> professional way, you know, and had a business plan and a business coach and mentors and all of that. But I just kept feeling into it because I think that's, that's what I did at the beginning. That's why I changed what I did. It was from, from the feeling and knowing that this was the right thing to do. And it's still like, it, even to this day, when I have a client and they rebook a session or they book a block of four sessions, it still like, it still fills me up. Like, oh, like it's, there's, an, there's an excitement and I, and I share it with my partner and I like, I tell him, I was like, oh, I had a new client today. And they rebooked and he was like, well, of course they did. Like he, he's had sessions. He's quite new to all of this, but he's like, well, 
like of course like for him he can't comprehend I think in a way how I still feel even after all this time of that repeat business and that repeat clients and maybe it's to do with the pandemic and closing my business for eight months uh you know out of 12 and the knock of confidence that 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 obviously has but it's still yeah it's it still is quite humbling you know and exciting but yeah definitely no full business plan at the beginning like let's go let's go okay so now probably need a treatment room so I was mobile to start with okay treatment room a base well I'll have that one day a week and then see how that goes and see how that feels and now you know when now everything's open back up again I have three treatment spaces I work from in and around York um I have a regular floating sound bath so it's a sound bath with Reiki well people are in hammocks in this beautiful studio in South Cave I do private work I do energetic space clearing in um, properties in homes there's lots of different things I do that I've trained in whilst I was just literally running <laughs> at this and uh, like talking about it and working and running and then you know it, it, it did kind of work in a maybe a chaotic, beautiful feeling way, but there's definitely not a I'll do this first, write it all down, back, analyze it, get some feedback, <laughs> we'll do what stage two and, and do that. And maybe that's something I'm, I'm kind of feeling into a little bit more different opportunities. How would that work and how would that fit? And projections, like going back to my corporate world and like going, okay, let's do a projection for this next quarter, which again is something I'd. I'd I hadn't done but I did start my business in 2018 um when I left my job and um like I said I touched on it like my whole life changed I made lots of decisions that changed lots and lots of aspects and then there was 2019 where things were still quite bumpy chaotic in a messy but again beautiful healing way and then 2020 and it all <laughs> I was booked out I had retreats it was all like looking and feeling incredible and exciting and hugely amplifying and expansive and then it just the lid shut and it went quiet yeah and it, a very personal business you, you've got to be in the space with somebody really I, I guess so it, yeah that must have been a massive massive hit it was and it was it was scary as it was for millions of people in lots and lots of of different ways um, I'm very much a people person I'm very uh that connection to people so friends and family and and clients like doing my work it's so much of of me yeah I I, I struggled I found it hard when the all the dodge you know all the dodge I did what a lot of people did and I moved everything online as much as I could and the beauty with Reiki is that you can do it from a distance which again I know sounds absolutely crazy unless you've experienced it I mean I remember my first distance healing from my teacher having done all of my training knowing and accepting that this is a thing and actually funnily enough the first distance healing I had from her for my teacher was the night before I was getting on a train to London to go to head office to hand in my resignation and I just needed it I just messaged her early that day I was like I, I need some some help I need some healing I need some uh I need a boost for what I'm just to have the strength to do what I'm about to do and then it got closer to like the session appointment and I was like what do I do <laughs> what's, what's, my, uh, what, what's the thing she's like are you kidding like you know this like you've trained in this like I've trained this and I was like yeah I know but because I haven't done it so I fully get it when clients come 
as skeptics and come as like I don't understand how this works because I was the same even in that session and she explained it all like I was like just treat me like a beginner (laughs) and you know she explained it all and I had my session and it was it was as though she was right there in the room it was so massive and so powerful and uh yeah so I share this story with clients who then want to book distance and I'm like it's okay if you don't understand how it's going to work just be open so I moved my business online and did distance healing and I was so fortunate that a lot of my regular clients who would come every week every other week kept their sessions and kept their appointments and you know used zoom like everyone else in the world (laughs) a lot and because I'd already brought the sound element into it with my crystal singing bowls my remo drums tuning forks koshi chimes it had that other element too so I could send the reiki as a distance healing and they could hear the sound coming through also I kept my business going you know in that way but it was tough it it was really really tough and I live in a tiny little village like quite isolated and yeah it was myself and and my daughter (laughs) every day as it was for lots and lots of other people but I think I probably speak for again lots and lots of people when I say it's coming to probably about now and the reflection starting it's the the tunnel vision of go, 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 keep going, do as much as you can as things change and then things opened up and then things closed and then there's this rule and this rule and this rule and all of our like choices were taken away and that overthinking and that pandemic fatigue, which I think is definitely a thing, you know, is there. I feel like it's just kind of about now where we still don't know what's really going to happen and if there's going to be any more changes, but that pausing and look like having that strength and bravery to like look over your shoulder a bit and go, what was that? That was a, that was a lot. I think it's, you know, it's something that we're going to look back on when we're old and tell our grandchildren that we lived through that because it is, it's massive. Historically, it's massive. That's never happened, you know. I said to my, I remember saying to my daughter, as much as you hate homeschooling, <laughs> we're not, we're not getting on with this as much as maybe, you know. There was a lot of pressure with that, uh, being a parent, and then putting a teacher's hat on. Like, I'm a, pa- I'm a her parent, but you become everything to them. You know, I was her parent, I was her friends, I was her teacher, I was her cousins, aunties, uncles. You become, and we're not, we weren't supposed to ever be that. But you know, I, I, I did say to her no one has ever done this before like you're the first generation of children that have had their schools closed twice for such an extended period so we're all learning what to do <laughs> and how to cope with it how to navigate it and it's and it's and it's tough but you know just every day <laughs> let's do a little bit more and there's a huge amount of pressure on kids um you know we had one doing a levels through it you kind of don't know what they're doing because you can't homeschool somebody that's doing A-levels. They know far more about their subjects than I can remember from a few years ago when I was at school. And doing different subjects as well doesn't help. But yeah, it is, yeah, unprecedented has been used a lot, but it it is incredible. But also just, you know, having a a fledgling business at that point, you know, most people are at the point there where you're looking for new clients, you're building something and most businesses are nowhere near profitable in the first couple of years anyway. So it must've been, must've been very, very scary. It was, it was. And that's the thing what I mean about that looking back, it's kind of now, and I'm doing a lot of, I'm doing a lot of work on myself because I, and I again, I probably speak for tons and tons of people. Um, we will have uh, compacted all of that fear down because there was no space for it. 
really. Although, it, you know, we were locked down and it was qu- quiet and we couldn't do much a lot of the time other than reflect. <laughs> and all the thoughts and feelings, ke- you know, came up. But also having a business and being like self-employed, I had to keep going and had to keep thinking of ways to diversify. And again, I feel really, really uh, grateful and really fortunate. Some of the connections I'd made just before things went upside down, they were people who were diversifying too and people connected and worked together. And there's, I've got some beautiful friends who have a business called Alice Has Aussie, which is in Spark in York where I have a treatment room. And her and her sister created Aussie Wellness and they did all these gorgeous um almost like day retreats online and they contacted and pulled in different people they knew and you know massively grateful they asked me to be part of that too and do online sound baths a studio I work with uh, helped and supported me using their booking system for me to do Friday evening online sound baths so that was like helping and and, and sharing uh, me with different client bases that I hadn't ever connected with, you know, tapped into. So like funnily enough and strangely enough, in a time where everything was quiet and shut, there there were quite a like healthy number of new clients that I was getting in through exposure, through contacts and connections I'd made before that shift before that change and sharing things in you know in a different way because people were looking and searching for comfort and rest and rejuvenation and that's something that my work definitely you know definitely does yeah it was it was mad (laughs) (laughs) yeah so obviously other than COVID then what what are the what's been the biggest challenge in getting to this point I guess it is the bravery and the confidence in my work. And okay, so that's that's something that I, I there's no faltering in that. I believe in what I do and what I share massively, wholeheartedly. I think at the beginning, it's the it's that shift from doing something that everyone knows about to doing something that not everyone knows about, and and finding my way of finding my way of being me in this world this spiritual healing you know world which like anything I found there is cliques and there is like a a hierarchical kind of framework not um we're all even we're all equal we're all the same but there is like there are elements of of that and it does mirror the corporate world in in a lot of ways which I was an eye-opener for me so it was getting used to and understanding this new world that I'd like leapt into with my heart (laughs) you know so that was I guess that that's a challenge um sharing myself and having the confidence to be like this is what I do this is what it does this is uh, the benefit this is why it's needed and then being open and holding that vibration of I trust and believe in this I trust and believe in all of what I'm doing and allowing it then to come in you know not self-sabotaging not self-blocking that that you know people call it like the ego voice the logical voice there you could just go back and get a job <laughs> like you, you that would that would be okay and as tough as that could be you survived that before so you can survive it again like we don't know what this is this new world this thing that you're doing <laughs> uh, so I'm not quite sure if you'll survive it so getting your head in and mindset into gear to go okay no that's just fear that's just ego that's not real it is good it is okay it is going to work and then 
and then keeping going every day. <laughs> letting letting go of that safety blanket, the safety line, whatever. It's kind, yeah, um, takes me back to the first time I flew an aeroplane on my own. Before you do um, a little flight with an instructor beforehand, and then and everything was hard, everything went wrong. You know, you, you just want to fly a circuit so you take off you do a little circuit and then you land again and that's all you do and then he gets out so everything i did was wrong i was turning at the wrong height and doing and struggling with checks and all sorts of things and when he got out everything was perfect and it was like i was you know it was like a roller coaster if you can imagine a little airplane on rails and it just everything was perfect and it just needed that pressure to be released for it to for it to work yeah, it's again. Like I'll always go back to energy because it's, like, <laughs> it's all I talk about. Um, <laughs> but it, it is. It's nerves and like butterflies in your tummy that will say these things so so easily because we're used to them. But all that is is that's your solar plexus energy center freaking out because of the thoughts. So the negative thoughts that you have, the worries, the what ifs, the fear, the anxiety, kind of thoughts they come through and they have an effect on the energy that's flowing through you all the time and as that comes through your solar plexus gets a bit sticky and um it's not it's a imagine a disc that's spinning or a cog in a machine um one of your main cogs in your main machine isn't processing the fuel the energy that's coming through you correctly because of this different vibration that's coming through because of these thoughts that you have and if you can click out of that thought process and whether it's someone else's energy that you're like picking up on and if you can just clear your mind a little bit and take a bit of a pause then you can change those thoughts that come through because you can't have two thoughts at the same time you can't have oh my god everything's terrible and disastrous and everything is awful and things are cool things are all right things are you know things are good you can't have this two at the same time so if you can flip out of one and into the other then the vibration that comes through is therefore like the energy that comes through is different and your energy centers can process and then that anxious feeling that turmoil in your tummy the butterflies the the nervousness the nervous feeling can ebb away as that energy changes and flows through better. So it can be circumstance, it can be people that are around you. I remember going for my first uh, driving test. So I failed the first one horrendously. <laughs> really bad. I was so nervous. So of course I wasn't, I couldn't think clearly. I couldn't process the information coming towards me, the road, the, the other car, like everything. I couldn't do it because I was so, you know, so over-processing and, the second one, I passed on my second time and I walked out of my house and I got into my instructor's car to drive to the test centre and all that was in my head was, I'm going to pass, I, I'm going to do this. And I was, the feeling was so different because the thoughts were so different. And it is like, when you get that through experiencing it, again, it's just like pure magic. Like, okay, again, I get to choose. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And things like driving now, you know, once you once you pass your test, and you get a bit of experience, it just becomes second nature. And you can drive places and you don't even remember having been through half a dozen towns or villages or whatever, because you're just on, it just happens. Yeah, we talked about some challenges. What about real successes? What's the biggest buzz moment you've had? It's tiny things. It's tiny things and it's but tiny things that are big things. It, it is seeing the shifts. Even from the beginning of a session to the end of a session, when someone comes through my door into my treatment room and I can see and feel 
because with the work I do, I, I can feel people's energy. I can feel where they're at. There, there isn't always, uh, 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 and I always do do it. It's, it's not always necessary to have to have the conversation for them to explain to me how they're feeling. I can already pick up on it. But after a session at the end, and it's it's always one of my favourite, favourite bits, is just to see, you know, I give them a couple of minutes to come around and then, you know, come back into the room and they're quite often sat up, quite often lay down as well still. <laughs> And I can see and feel the difference, you know, and it, it it blows my mind every single time how powerful this work is, how powerful energetics are, how powerful sound frequencies uh, can be in a really beautiful healing way. So the, just those tiny bits and that happen in every session, you know, it's just awesome. I guess on a, on a business, a business scale, things that I didn't, didn't actually pan out, but the, they will come again. They didn't pan out because of the world shutting for a bit. <laughs> um, things like the retreat in Bali and the retreat in New York, um, that was just going to be oh, such an exciting, gorgeous, time and just that the opportunity to bring that into being from a thought from a feeling it was amazing and then there's other things where people find me so people like contacting me and saying oh you know I have this space and I'd really love you to be part of it and to be um, to, to share your work to do mystery sound bath with us. What what do you think? And that's huge. That feels huge for me. You know, just oh, how did you, like how did you find how did you find it? Like how how has this happened? I recently did um, a sound bath at a gallery in a gallery space. Can you imagine this? awesome awesome building like very um kind of industrial kind of cool kind of feels so like concrete floor white walls but in a room that's got art installations that have had that uh intense energy and focus on these pieces by the creative in the space already radiating that incredible energy and then full of people all their yoga mats all rugged up in blankets and, and and cushions and things and then me sharing words and meditation and breath work sending out reiki and then using my sound tools so the crystal singing bowls the drum all those things and then so filling the space and filling the space in between us so sound goes deep in as you know from your experience like it goes it goes through you uh, and makes you remember that we are all the same we are all just vibrating bits of stuff and that connected energy from those sessions it's just so beautiful doing that in this space in this gallery was just awesome and having yeah having that email pop up of someone saying oh you know I was I was you know and I was looking for someone to share something like this and I found you in your work will you be that person that's huge yeah that's fantastic and people find you in different ways and um, for different reasons which is great and it's just Reminded me to, um, that, yeah, I've made a connection with somebody who's uh, creating a retreat space in France that um, I should introduce you to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just made, you just made me think, oh, yeah, people come in and, um, yeah, it's just somebody I know through Clubhouse. And, yeah, we should, you should connect to him, definitely. Looking back um, to the beginning with the wonderful rearview mirror of hindsight, is there stuff that you'd do differently, either sort of financially, maybe having a plan or anything like that or is it just dive in and see what happens is is that how you would do it again if you were to start again I mean hindsight is awesome isn't it because you can get oh if I took this turn here then that 
plain and simpler, but definitely I wouldn't have learned the lesson that I learned and I wouldn't be where I am now. So I wouldn't change anything. I may have, I wouldn't, so I wouldn't change how things were. Things that I would maybe recommend to other people (laughs) (laughs) are on their journey. Bring in people when you can and, and, and even bringing people before you think that you can maybe afford it because the saving on having people who are in their line of expertise you know in their focused attention and vibration in what they do because that's how they work and that's how their brain works and so therefore they're doing what they're supposed to be doing bring them in because the time that will save it so you know people to do the I don't know admin stuff the the finance stuff at home you know I literally I have so many different hats of things you know that I'm responsible for as we all do. Uh, but having someone in to help, you know, with my home, like cleaning, getting doing the online food shop instead of going to a supermarket, you know, just teeny tiny little changes that can actually give you more time to spend doing the thing that is your thing. You know, that is huge. I mean, for me personally, having a business plan, it's, it's <laughs> I don't, my brain doesn't work that way. I get excited about something and then I go, I go and do it. And if I sat down and planned it all out, I know that I wouldn't have that energy and that connection and then it wouldn't be all that it, it could be. I mean, for instance, I do um, have all the aces, which is mine, which is Reiki and sound healing. Um, and I also do other things like cacao ceremonies and meditation. And I also do Cosmic Coven with a beautiful friend of mine, She's a client, I'm a client of hers and she's a business partner now too. And um, we wanted to do something together for for ages um, and we knew that we would. And then it wasn't until that kind of inspired thought download message came and I left a, a very excitable voice note that was like, okay, I know what we're going to do. The first offering, the first share that we're going to do, how about solstice? So 21st of June on the beach at Caton Bay at sunset, we'll have a fire at the beach. We'll have, we'll share all of our stuff. We'll have a three hour offering. Um, It'll be all of my magic, all of your magic. Let's do it. And she's like, okay, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And literally it was that, it was the idea, that thought. And then, okay, let's, let's go and then it was okay how, how do we do this so we need to do an event bright uh, event set it up tell people about it put it on social media go and we did and it was incredible we forgot some finer details so like if we're both <laughs> at the front sharing our stuff and there's a fire in the middle who's going to keep the fire going what are the tide times what's the weather <laughs> going? <laughs> yeah don't get the fire washed away like practical stuff but it, it was that strange um you can call it luck, but it may be just law of attraction. We were both like had this vision of exactly what it was going to look like and feel like and be like. And that's what it ended up looking and feeling and, and being like. But interesting, uh, Anna's husband and my my partner both said the same things to us. Like, how, how are you going to keep the fire going? <laughs> Who's going to take the picture? Like, what, do you, you need some help? And we were kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe we need some help with that um yeah we, we had some and it, it was just it was just amazing I'd always say follow your heart follow your gut and let your head be one of the last things because it will get in the way do go back over and take those finer detail boxes for sure and yeah ask for help it definitely goes back to something that I'd learned in coaching and you know getting business people to write down things in columns of 
things that you like doing, things that are profitable for you to be doing, and things that need to be done, but are neither liked nor profitable. And, you know, things like the accounts, I don't like doing accounts, they're not profitable, it's just a cost, but it has to be done. So get somebody else to do it, deal with it. (laughs) And keeping the fire going is one of those things, it has to be done, but it doesn't, it's not part of the profit of that event. It's not part of the energy or it's, it is part of the event, but it's a logistic to support role. And if it's taking you away from doing the thing, then the event doesn't work. Exactly. So if, if there's, if there are elements of your life, whichever bit of it that are taking you away from doing your thing, then give them to someone else. <sighs> Again, it's an ingrained thing, isn't it? I don't know whether it's a a me thing, a, a cultural thing, whatever it is, of if you're not doing it yourself, like, are you being, are you being lazy? You know, if, if I get, you know, employ someone who can come in for a couple of hours a week and absolutely blitz my house and clean it from top to bottom quicker and better than I can, because I have a very busy head and will get distracted so easily. <laughs> oh, what was I doing again? Oh, yeah, I was, <laughs> I was hoovering. Started looking at something else. Or I had an idea about something and had to stop. That's actually going to, it's a cost, but... It, it's going to save me so much time and I can do more with that time. And that time can then be profitable, you know, and also it can give me time of not working in my business and being in it and doing the thing. I can work on it so I can create, I'm going to have space for me uh, to get ideas out there and and contact people and and do the fun stuff. Because otherwise it becomes a job, you know, and and I, I, you know, I say it to my daughter all the time. <laughs> she gets quite sick of all these things I say to her. I'm sure. <laughs> but, you know, when you when you are, I never say grow up because I don't think we should ever grow up. But it's like when you are big, when you're an adult, don't ever get a job. Get in tune and in touch with the thing that is your work, and then make that what you do. And she's like, okay. <laughs> Yeah. And and it's like, uh, if you do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. True. So true. Um, And yeah, and cleaning. If I had to clean the house every day, that would be a, that would be a chore. That would be a job. Not (laughs) So yeah, I totally with you there. And, you know, and if you've, you know, got a daughter of that sort of age, spending, you know, having somebody clean the house in a couple of hours, that's two hours that if you're not, you can either be working, you could be with her, but it's two hours you just got back. Yeah. Given you. And how many, you know, that's a hundred hours a year. Yeah. I don't be longer than two hours <laughs> because like I said, I get distracted. So it's balancing, it's balancing it all up and making the decisions that feel right and dropping the nonsense, like the the old stuff, the limiting, faulty beliefs, you know, that and going, okay, well, I'm choosing this for me for all of these reasons. I don't actually have to explain myself to anyone. I don't have to prove that this is the right decision because I, I know it is because I feel that it is and that's what I'm going to follow. Yeah. So at the risk of um, creating a business plan for you, where do you see where do you see all the aces, Cat Griffin, in 10 years' time? What's the plan for global domination? <laughs> I want to share this with, with so many people. And as the world opens up more and more, I, I am really excited to share it far and wide um and take you know take my daughter take my partner you know with me on this incredible journey obviously you know there's school and there's stuff I, I do want to, to to share it 
because although it's really um, now natural and normal and regular to me and to my regular clients, it's still not um, that well known. Or people have got the thing that I had at the beginning of, oh yeah, Reiki, that thing, but haven't experienced it. And it's so powerful and so life-changing and so beautiful and so, so healing on so many levels. I do just want to keep keep sharing it. And I'd love to have a wellness space and have it as a collective and has it, have it as a place where, um, you know, that's what I do and that's what other people do as well. Everyone bringing their magic in and to have a, a, a space here and one day to have a space in Australia my like beautiful sister lives uh, in Byron and um, with her two children and we haven't seen each other since 2019 and uh, she's in the kind of fitness health well-being world so I would love us to bring what we both do like our, our strengths our, our work together and have a space over there as well that's like the full full massive dream um to have a base and a location but in the two other <laughs> like other ends of the world would just be incredible yeah yeah and you're visualizing that yeah yes <laughs> like crazy <laughs> yes i bet so the final question that i ask everybody although i ask it in different ways is and i think i know the answer to this already so i don't even need to ask it but i'm going to <laughs> if i was to drop a million pounds in your account tomorrow because it's Sunday today we're recording so Monday morning a million pounds arrived in your bank account your work bank account not your not your personal bank account where does that go what does it enable you to do straight away yeah it'd be the wellness spaces for sure um, and there's travel and um, building a team and training training other people to do this I mean that is is one of the next steps for for next year for me um to be a teacher in this work so it would it would definitely go to to all of those um kind of all the things that I'm I'm putting out there that yes and it could look like this and it'll feel like this and there'll be these people here and this is what the the studios will look like and like that would just be that money would be gone (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and those spaces would be being built very very quickly sure cool yeah brilliant um i'm conscious of your time it's a sunday morning and you've probably got a daughter knocking around somewhere she's been very quiet <laughs> so thank you very very much for joining me it has been well it's been a real eye-opener for me as the as the session was and i'm hoping we'll get together and have another session soon how can listeners find you and how can they engage with you and work with you uh probably the best way and I say this I say this in all my workshops as well you can find me on Instagram I'm literally hanging around there most of the time um so you can message me directly on there so it's all the aces with an underscore so all underscore the underscore aces you can email me as well again maybe actually some of that million pounds would go towards finally finishing my Site as well uh, which is half done and needs changing so it's done before lockdown and then done before lots and lots of change so yeah so there will be a website soon but email um and an instagram instagram is probably the easiest quickest way cool and we'll put all those links in the show notes cat griffin thank you very very much for joining us that's been a really a great interview i've really enjoyed speaking to you oh, thank you so much paul have a gorgeous day thank you you too <laughs>